right on cue. Here she is. The myth, the legend, Allie, as she connects to video and audio, both simultaneously. A miracle of multitasking, really, in, in a modern world. Welcome to the show. We are so happy to have you. Hi. Wow, that was a feat. How are you guys? Doing Good. great. How are you? I'm definitely happy that I'm not in my kitchen. I was like, this is the one room that's going to echo mm-hmm. real bad. <laughs> and so. I think, and I think, and I think I could speak for Ducky on this. I think we can all relate to that. Yeah. So I got the one room with like a carpet in front of me and I'm like happy to be in like my old office space. I could light an incense and like set the mood. So thank you guys for waiting. <laughs> oh. Hey, we're, 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 ha- we're just happier here. Um, let's, uh, let's get it going. And like I was saying, we are so grateful to have you on the program. Um, just a little bit of background. Um, Allie and I know each other through uh, my friend uh, Colin, better known as Prob Cause. Shout out, Prob. Love you, bro. Um, check out his links in the comments. Um, and yeah, we uh, kind of, you know, became friends through Prob's Discord channel. And, you know, kind of it's the nature of how secondhand talent evolves and how we all sort of get to network and know each other. Um, and yeah, Ali, uh, welcome, welcome to the show and, uh, just wanted to give you the opportunity to, uh, just kind of introduce yourself and let us know kind of, I guess the first thing I would ask is, you know, what, what kind of brought you into this sphere of being in more, more involved in music and sound? Um, yeah, so like. I grew up in a really small area in Western Mass. So like there wasn't a whole lot to do. So I, it kind of started in like old school MySpace days where like you find your local homies on MySpace music and then you go see them at, in, in my situation, go see them in a fucking church. Um, Cause it was the only stage that we could give them to play on. Um, so I'd have some like homies from, uh, from all over that I was meeting online um and i'd have them stay at my house and then other homies from like high school were coordinating these shows um so i was just like this go between in that way uh which led to uh you know going to concerts warp tour that kind of shit all through college um midway through my freshman year i met a really good friend who is like still one of my best friends to this day and he took me to my first festival which is camp bisco um, and from there I was like, all right, I'm changing my major. I want to study arts management. I, why don't we have festivals out here? This is crazy. Like just needed to be involved in that. Um, so like super started listening to like any kind of electronic music I could get my hands on. Um, and like doing the experimental things we all do in college while listening to said music. Um, <laughs> Oh, and... oh, you're, you're not talking about <laughs> anybody here, of course. That's just oh no, that would just, no. That would be un, that would be unreasonable. I, my ears perked up. I thought I heard my name, but it must have been the howling wind. So sorry. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that really that really sparked the fire for me to um, to want to be in some way involved in like the festival scene. Easiest way in, you know, the 2010s was to be on a street team or a promoter in the area, um, which led to an internship for a little bit. And no, that I can was actually, cool, but that street um, team life was just like, give me free tickets. I want to go to more shit, please. And I can actually <laughs> speak. I can really speak on that street team experience because uh, my buddy Danny and I, and we're going to we're going to have him on the show in the, in the near future. Um, which my co-host is finding about for out about for the first time right now. Uh, but uh, my buddy Danny and I uh, were on uh, the street team uh, run for a little while. And um, yeah, it definitely is a, I would, what I would call a, a head dive or diving head first for sure into what, a scene within entertainment could be like you know let alone already going to like electronic edm and like that area and skipping over like jam and like the mellowness and going right into like um, yeah basically like let's go and promote 
like Avicii and Zed and uh, got to go to the first mystery land in the U S for free. Cause I promoted that. And like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> I could have been doing this with, you know, small jazz artists in my town, but no, I, I, you know, had to go big or go home because I wanted the tickets. So <laughs> really got into like the, the, the fun side of like meeting people that way and like bonding over the music and how, like, especially in like the festival scene, like your neighbors become family and like you end up going to the festival with them again or like whatever. And like you would connect in some way. Um, just because you're spending, you know, three days in the dirt together. <laughs> and if you're not friends, then it's just going to be a smelly, not fun time. Every time you it's come gonna back It's going to be a rough time. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're not friends with yeah. your neighbors at a festival. Yeah, man. Neighbors take care of each other. So like, I really kind of enjoyed that, but my major was preparing me for like nonprofits and like museums um, and like bringing the arts um, into like the, region's financial plan kind of so like basically we were being prepped to make our county more of like an arts economy and i was like okay. this is not what i want to use these skills for can i just do anything else um so that's how i ended up getting that internship because i was like y'all are doing nothing for profit i don't even know how like ticketing would work because all your shit is state funded like i this isn't helping me in what i want to do when i get out of here um so I'm I mean, like there were that's kind of like you had to kind of make and that's kind of everybody's questions right is like you know what do i do next how do i put my next best foot forward and jump in um i know ducky had some and he wanted to ask ducky you were saying yeah uh <clears throat> i guess i yeah i first i'll answer your question Allie. this is this is frodo baggins Oh, of the Shire, the keeper of the. He should, he uh, should be smoking this boy. pipe. He should be yeah. smoking this pipe. Look at this. He's a he's a pretty little duckling. Oh he's my gosh! Dead. Look how little he is. <laughs> yeah, he's got tiny little legs. You do uh, not have hobbit's feet. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I did have a question actually. Uh, you were talking about going to all these shows and and how that impacted what you wanted to do. Was there was there like a was there one show that was like that you went to that kind of was like okay, like I I I definitely just like need to be involved in this. Just not even this scene or like this band or whatever, but just in this whatever this is this feeling right. Like, how, was there a show specifically that kind of prompted that? Um, Great question. Great. Yeah, that's a fantastic question. I the mean, I knew. I knew when I was at. I mean, like day two of that first Camp Bisco, I knew like I wanted to be, like I I would be going to shows like that forever, and like I would be chasing that forever. But I would say, um, actually, probably my second. Bisco, which was the following year um we went with a crew that we met in college and our first crew um with some of like our neighbors and shit and that i think was really the like pivotal moment for me because just yeah, want to let, so, pe um, just wanna let people know uh hey second in town family quick interjection here just want to let y'all know that this might include a sensitive topic so just subject warnings letting you know in advance go ahead ellie all right so yeah um what were we talking camp bisco um so yeah basically uh one of my first college friends and like the person who lived like right next to me and my like freshman dorm um overdosed and i the first thing i went to after that happened was bisco um, so really being able to be in like a group setting around people who are definitely going to be casually using, um, and being the kind of person that had already experimented a little bit, I think that was it, it was less the music and more like that community of like, when you're on festival grounds, it is a whole different world. Like everybody's taking care of everybody. Um, there's 
there's less of that like fear I'm going to be in trouble for checking something out. Um, and I think that was really what made me like come back home and be like, I need to host one of these. Like, this is like a safe haven. This is like a place that I can do something I love, which is see live music, but also have like this deep communal uh, experience, I guess. Um, I mean, so that, that was really it. It's so about it's, fellowship. Right? It, seems yeah, like, kind of, uh, it seems like you kind of wanted to, to, to then pro- provide that, that feeling of uh, like being safe in, in your grief to other people or not even in your grief, but being just being safe. It, it seems like you wanted to provide the experience you had to other people and as many people as you could. Yeah, I would say that resonates. Um, I mean, I think like a lot of my experimenting happened with that friend. Um, so I think it was one of those like shock, like fuck, like damn. Um, so I think that was, that's why I ended up like having the connecting moment that way. Um, but he was also like the homie that got me into some of my favorite artists. Like I wouldn't love Mac Miller the way that I do if it wasn't for this homie. Like yeah. we always, we always drove back to his house, you know, on weekends listening to J. Cole mixtapes. Like these yeah. are things that I wasn't doing with anybody else. So being able to have like the person that I was so grounded with through music and I've actually experienced a lot of unexpected loss with very tight friends that also like we had a deep connection through one artist or another musically. Um, so I think um, that's really, that was really the driving factor for me is being able to say like, no, like music is healing and the community you find in music is healing. Um, so me and I think that was it. Me and on a very real note. That, that healing. On a very real note. Um, yeah. Uh, it It is actually a topic that, uh, Ducky and I approached on the uh, on the, in the series before, um, and it's something that it's really important to have a discussion about. I've already lost as many friends in 2023 as we have months in the year, um, which is nuts. And yeah. unfortunately. Um, it it doesn't seem to be uh, a downward trend, and yeah, you're right. At a festival, you know, and I know at every show that I go to, I carry a dose of Narcan on me, just at least one, yeah. just in case, just in case. And test strips, and, exactly. And test strips and test strips. Yeah, festivals, test strips and, and test kits. I feel like they should be at every festival. Seriously, should be at every shout corner. out. Should be at every shout out, Sunny Street. Bunnies. For helping out with everyone at Ween shows, Shout and live for Lolly, live for Lolly, and, yeah. and the Wharf Rats from the Grateful Dead community. Yeah, I think me and Steiner can just both resonate in that that loss, but then also in in that feeling of of healing in in those musical communities. I, I mean, I I haven't been really um, a part of any like uh edm or like festival scenes but i've been i've been just a big uh jam fan my whole life and i've been uh like a a part of the the uh jam rock community around around uh my professional space um and it's a they're very similar they're very similar uh kind of um very similar kind of models for how like the fandom for how the fandom works for how the community operates um they're very similar the the electronic music scene and the jam music scene um it both lots of overlap both in the experimentation with with psychedelic drugs um in in a sense of community in in knowing you're there for the music um and that you would follow it at anywhere so uh yeah i think there's a lot of connection between um what you were just saying and what me and steiner have experienced as well and i would also say um just to kind of tie it all together um 
it is uh, to be reckoned that uh, it is brave to bring it up because it's not easy to talk about something that um, there is a stigma about, and it's not easy to talk about something that, even if that stigma is an elephant in the room, um, it's right. it's 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 still difficult to point at it. Um, so thank you for uh for bringing that up and adding that uh to be a part of the show um and i guess what that kind of leads me to wonder as i put my interview glasses back on is ducky and i as he was saying both know how we found community and friendship through music right where it, obviously nothing replaces loss, right? Nothing fixes loss, but you can form new bonds. You can make new friendships. You can make things um, last that go further. And I know that every so often something changes, something shifts, and we just find ourselves looking at things a little bit differently than before. And, kind of given the scope of what we were just talking about and the gravity of it all, is there a moment that you can really hone in on and think about when things kind of change and how you sort of went from viewing concerts to and promoting them to sort of like knowing the people who were putting them on? Like, was there ever that that sort of formative moment for you? Oh, 100%. Um, I mean, like I said, like back in like the early, like MySpace days, like I had, I had some pop-up bands stay with me that ended up actually getting signed and like are recognized all over now. Um, so like I could say then, but like those people I don't consider friends. So I think like to be in the spot that I'm in right now, um, yeah, I, I mean, web three and like this kind of community building through like Twitter and discord. So formative experience. Yeah. So, I mean, really it was getting into, into like the web three crypto space. Um, my curiosity was first peaked with um, props project Scully's. He had just started kind of talking about it a oh. little bit on Twitter before we get to the first name, let's let's just say who Prob is. So, uh, Prob is how we colloquially refer to the wonderful rapper whose CDs and records are amongst that big stack that you see behind me. Um, oh yeah, his artwork's right next to me too. Yeah, I got the Moonflower a, insert on the wall next to me. <laughs> there you go. I've got it with the record back there. Um, He's a great artist. Uh, he's a great musician. He's a great rapper. He's a great producer. And he is a great friend and a great guy. And I remember um, I when I met him, he was Colin. Um, now, and I think Allie's going to talk about this a in a little bit, um, kind of how she met him as prob cause. When I met him, he was Colin. And I already knew he was really good at what he did. Um, it was around, we started performing at around the same time. And that's how we met. Um, we are both from Chicago, um, and, uh, here. so you were saying Allie about prop. Yeah. So he started talking about, um, he started talking about his, his project Scully's and teasing that a little bit. And like, I didn't really Scully's, know Scully's by anything are one of Prob's oh. NFT projects just for context. Sorry. Gotta, we lose that a lot here. I'll say, dude, so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick you out of the Zoom, dude. <laughs> I'll, I'll so, shut up. I'll shut gonna... up. Um, yeah, I didn't really know shit about crypto or NFTs or anything. Um, my partner had just started getting into it a little bit, but at that point, um, <clears throat> Ethereum, which is what you use to buy the Scullies, um, was up, um, by like a lot. So it like. There was just no way I was ever going to own one. And I was just like, well, the art's cool. So I guess I can just enjoy this for being art. I hope someday my partner makes enough money off of his investments for us 
to have one. And uh, fast forward a couple of months and um, a buddy of um, of probs started a project. Um, he also used to like do video work for Grizz. Uh, his name's Lane. Started a project, Tie Dye Ninjas, um, where I got to meet um, Muzzy Bear and like work with those guys a little bit after their launch and like really had to learn what the tech was so I could mint and like own the JPEG and whatever. Um, so I was kind of building community there. We all were on the same wavelength about like vibing for music, vibing for positivity, like trying to make approaching art fun and like accessible for people. Um, so that was a really cool um, bridge to me uh, meeting musicians and having them be like a friend or like somebody I could just text. Um, took a couple of months of like just being in community with these people, but it wasn't like anything crazy happened. It was just that like, I happened to win a Scully um, that Colin made for Grizz and Grizz was like, just raffle it off. I already have one. Someone else will enjoy it. And I happened to win it. I was wondering, Um, I was going to ask how you got your first Scully. I still need one. Um, yeah, I wish um, yeah, recording I know, I know. on Twitter Spaces was a thing back then because um, our our buddy Keegan had me on his like daily space when I won it, and I just like guys, can I just be really excited for a minute? And like, I have video of me like running throughout my house, like hands fucking shaking i was so fucking soaked this thing was worth like twelve hundred dollars like there was no way i was unemployed i wasn't gonna be able to get one of these yeah like, what? for sure i mean it so, seems it, definitely it was just at so exciting unattainable for a hundred percent like to be able to all of a sudden be in this space where you're like yesterday i didn't think like this was the stratosphere and right now it's the floor yeah and i'm all and i'm only looking up and I think exactly. that's and I think that's part of the magic of it as well. I knew so knowing that you know now you're looking at this new floor and obviously then a new you know ceiling. Do you think that you can do that again and get get to that next space um, where you're trying to reach uh, in your uh, career, life, whatever you want it to be? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I believe I can. I'm not, I'm not like solid on the how or the where of it. Um, that stays in flux, but I have in the last like year or so grasped the ability to say no, um, to things that don't align with my specific path. Like I have been able to recognize in the moment that like mm, this opportunity is not actually what I want to spend my time doing. I want to be doing this instead. Um, so yeah, I think I can, I just don't know how I want to apply it yet. Um, and it's really easy for somebody who's like creative, like I am to like, just want to sit at home and like make art, but I really don't, I don't enjoy monetizing my art. It takes away from it for me. So being able to lean more into this whole like community and how do I create, you know, safe, open space for people to just exist through whatever the hell is going on for them and provide a toolkit of like any of these things could maybe make you feel better if you want to give it a shot or you can just sit here. That's cool too. Um, is really where I'm, where I'm headed. I just want to be able to share, like we're all going through shit at some point and I've just gone through enough in my life that like, I have a firm understanding that everybody just wants somebody or some place. So if I can provide that in some way, uh, that's, that's what I want to be doing. One one way or another, all of us has learned the one of the hardest lessons in life, which Wayne put into words, which is that is that the hardest way out is through. And uh, 
that uh, rings true for a lot of situations that I've been in my life, a lot of things that have happened in my life that the hardest way out is through. Uh, and I can resonate with shout you. out, shout out, shout out, Wayne Hellbubnish. I uh, I can resonate really with the uh, forest healing uh, thing too, in terms of the photography uh, intro into the music scene, and then further into wearing other hats. Um, um, real quick, Ducky, uh, you were talking about wearing different hats. I just had to say, shout out Matt Crozier, love you, buddy. And uh, speaking of new hats and things coming on, uh, what is it? Yeah, is that a steely. Oh, that's, that's a steely with that's his uh, signature uh, steely rose. Uh, Matt Crozier. Um, yep, you'll see his insta pop up right here. Um, it is awesome, and he made that little power blue boognish as well. Hell boognish, and actually, the, this hat, this entire hat, is made has Matt's pins on it. This Terrapin Station. Uh, yeah, just pull out this beer. It's uh, the uh, Munion Moving On IPA. Uh, probably looks a little wonky to you right now, but it's from Miskatonic Brewing. It's in celebration of Munion's uh, latest single, uh, Moving On, available on all streaming platforms. And um, that so far is my uh, anthem of 2023. I have not stopped Maybe listening to it every single day. And I, for one, am glad that they made a beer to celebrate it. Try to yeah. find it because well, the Moving On the IPA. It's, it's, it's funny that I, I was talking about wearing different hats and you brought up Munion because I was I was kind of going to talk about how I, you know, I was I was I started shooting uh, shows, you know, just like small, small Chicago bands um, and then just slowly going up through through it through, you know, I was going to say ranks, but that's like a really terrible word to describe the jam music scene in Chicago. It's not really like that. Um, or just music in general. And if that's, is how you like, I, you know, that's just whack, but, um, you know, and I've shot bands bigger than Munion, but it's, it, there's something special about, uh, I, I, I started shooting so much and then, you know, eventually stepped into the, the, the role of tour manager for Munion recently. Um, and, uh, that was kind of like that floor ceiling and then flip the floor Right. So then the ceiling's even higher now. Um, that was that kind of moment for me where it was just like an even a job even further into the community that I was trying to be a part of professionally. Um, That's that was really that was a really fun kind of transition. I'm somewhat I got to say, I'm I'm somewhat envious of you both in that regard. Um, you know, I'm great. Was yours for... like instant ducky? Like, did that, was that like a quick thing for you? Like, was it like you connected with them while shooting on like, like, was there like a moment that you were like, well, oh shit, they really fuck with me. Or was it like, there was just a need and you filled it? Well, actually I, not really. Cause if I had been shooting for a while, I'd been a fan of Munion since like 2015. They've been one of my, one of my favorite bands. And, uh, I had even reached out to a couple of the members before, like, yo, if you need shots for a show or whatever. And they were like, we, we're, we got someone coming out. It's all good. And so just I was just shooting other bands, you know, just for some quick context uh, real quick. Uh, one of the members of Munion is the member of the band that I used to work with. And that's kind of how I became known in the sphere. So this is all news to me. I'm learning stuff about my co-host all the time. I did not know genuinely any of this so i just had to interject because i that's yeah that's surprising i'm, I'm it's, yeah it's yeah really so i really think that they just the first time I, I really think that they just didn't dude i'll even do you one better in a second they i used to think they just didn't fuck with me really because they they were like no we don't really need photos from you oh man no like, we got a guy <laughs> oh, no. and was, oh. yeah and i was like all right like that makes sense you know i mean it's a it's a it's a it's a cutthroat industry professionally and uh you know, not cutthroat in that photographers compete, but like if they, if it's a mid-sized band and they got a guy, like they're not going to pay another photographer. Um, and uh, I also just wasn't really taking, I think, quality enough photos for where they were at that time. So it was just like kind of a moment of like, you got to work more, you know, at least in my head. And, you know, I shooting dogs, shooting bands like uh, Dogs in a Pile and Eggy and, uh, uh, you know, 
uh, Lotus and Spafford and trying to break into some, some of the bluegrass bands too, like Yonder Mountain String Band and Railroad Earth. Uh, which is oh, fun. wow. That's cool. I've met them. I've signed poster by them on my fridge. <laughs> That's really I cool. Poster, I have a poster right back there that I drove to Colorado to see them. And then their New Year's show with Peter Rowan in Chicago, I did. Um, they're, yeah, they're like tied with the Grateful Dead for like my favorite band of all time. I love I love Railroad Earth. Those, they're, they're really nice guys, too. They talk they're to so me. down to earth. Like they are it, just like the chillest fucking guys. We're, yeah. So I used to work at Fresh Grass at Mass Mocha and they had live oh, a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I told you I'd do you one better. Dude, one time after a show, we were hanging out or I was hanging out. We were hanging out with some folks and uh, Justin from Mung came along. It was uh, at, it was actually at Mike, Mike Layton's place. Um, it was just kind of like after a show, a couple of folks were hanging out in Javen. And he was telling me how um, the first show I shot for them was it happened. And then they, so they asked me to come to the next one. And he had told me that, that the rest of the band was like, yo, should we bring out this other guy too, though? And Justin was like, no, dude, like he can handle it. And so it was, it was like, that was like, whoa, dude, like, like you gotta, like, you gotta, you gotta keep working. Cause it's, it's, it was almost not good enough. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it was like, you gotta, yeah, I know, it I just, mean... it was, but they had, they had faith and it, and now I'm tour managing for them. I I can think of so many ways that I I me- I messed up uh, when working with Joe's previous band before he was dude, working the, with Justin. The first the first show I shot for them, those photos are, dude, they're terrible. If I showed those to you, they're bad because it was the first show I was shooting with my new camera. Yeah, that's the that's the other cool thing about it is like it, it can be goofy and it can be fun and there's good memories and there's powerful memories and impactful ones and spiritual ones and sad ones. But uh, it's not all I mean, we talk about how being secondhand talent is like behind the scenes and like it's it, it's it's such hard work and it really is. But like, I feel like we also don't talk about how fucking fun it is (laughs) like it's so goddamn fun just to be there just to be a part of it um and that kind of that kind of makes me think uh ali about like what what kind of goes into promoting as far as you've done it um and like i want to know about like your work first your work to fun ratio yeah well I don't really promote anymore. I don't think I've actually done any promoting out of college. Um, I think promoting is viewed so differently through my eyes now. Um, Being in at post pandemic, first of all, um, but also being old days. It's changed. Being in this ecosystem, this like crypto ecosystem, um, like we're all just talking about shit we like like it doesn't it's so much more natural it doesn't have like there's just less urgency to like sell 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 like there is but not in the art circles that i like put my energy towards so i think a lot of urgency in promotion then there was when i first got into the space um but that like not as much now i think things kind of are like leveling out and growing again after like a kind of chaotic cycle um like things were just like worth a lot and there was like a bit of a crash and now we're kind of building our way back up um but i think i don't know i think for me most of my time is really spent on just showing the people who are putting in the work that it's seen and appreciated like so like right now I'm between jobs. I'm not really doing anything um, for pay, but um, I was doing for the last year and a half, I was an administrative tax assessor um, regionally and like basically helping people get their car bills paid or abated, like nothing, nothing to do with anything I actually enjoy, but paid really well. So I could do whatever the fuck I wanted in my off time. Yeah. Um but now that I'm not, they, my position was eliminated. I was laid off and like, I 
have told myself that I've got, you know, seven months of unemployment coming, use that time to, to figure out what I actually want to fucking do with my time in my life. Like I just turned 30 last week and I'm like, I couldn't be more excited. I have thanks. I couldn't be more excited to just have like a whole new chapter in front of me where I'm like, what do I want to fucking do? And I think a big part of me wants to make art, but I don't want that to be my sole income by any means. Um, And uh, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at now. But I do want to, on this track, while we were talking about Railroad Earth and like fresh grass, one of like the coolest moments I had being, you know, secondhand talent for a festival like that. um, (laughs) Basically, my best friend from college who brought me to Bisco. Uh, brought me on as like overhire staff for artist services. So I was mostly just like a runner with like water and snacks and whatever to restock green rooms. Yeah. But uh, I had just moved back from Colorado. So my buddy's manager pulls me aside and was like, you're the only person I can really trust with this. There's a band flying in from Colorado. They're called the Lil Smokies. And I need you to just be their blunt handler. So if anyone wants to be mad that they're smoking like they have explicit permission it's fine and you need to tell them to just like go away or come find me and i'm like okay sure so i literally just like smoked with these fucking dudes and their music was so good like i have great i have not fucked with bluegrass the way i fuck with them like i've seen wow when I went to Lightning Bug, which is one of the posters I have up here that's I guess another railroad earth one the little smokies played there in Mike from railroaders sat in with them for a while and then uh when i shot yonder mountain string band the fiddle player they had sitting because ali crawl left a while ago uh the fiddle player they had sitting was the 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 guy from the little smokies and they're just they're they're so cool yeah yeah they're They're just like so much fun like might as well as on all of my fucking playlists now because that's just like i hear it and i just like remember how like fun they were and just the fact that like i got to get paid like 30 bucks an hour just to stand on a landing with these dudes while they smoked weed. Like, okay, sure. That, that works for me. Now it's probably like the most fun I think I've had like working. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds tight. All right. Well, that's, that's some great, great content. Um, All right. That was, that was, that was great. I'm glad you guys got that. (laughs) Yeah, um, we're at the end of our time, and I probably should go because I'm yeah. getting antsy from sitting for so long. Yeah, ADHD sure. does not um, like being still. <laughs> so uh, we'll Do give you our goodbye. traditional send off, which is um, uh, you know, basically um, and just so you know, a- anything you want to promote, just send our way. But just you know, kind of just like any parting thoughts, and then we'll all wave goodbye, and we'll transition back into the two of us. Sure. I mean, first, thank you guys so much for having me on and like oh, taking, uh, uh, taking interest you. in my life. Like y'all had we'll no idea. Sometime. Y'all had no idea yeah. what I was doing. So it's really cool that you reached out. And we're like, yeah, we want to have a conversation. So thank you. Um, well, yeah, already, sometime I want to see what you're thinking doing about. Yeah, we're gonna. We're, yeah. I'm already. I'm already thinking about a season three thing because I know Caleb wants to do kind of like a "Where are we now?" type thing, and I think Justin yeah, wants to do stuff. one too. So we yeah. might do like a mini interview catch up episode of like yeah. people we've interviewed Word. in the past to see like where are they at yeah. today. Like three or, like or four. Sh- yeah, should- do three or four. No, in no, an we'll, episode we'll talk exactly. in a few minutes because I just had an idea too. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so I want you guys uh, to be stuck on time. But yeah, thank you. Um, I no, have up if people are into crypto, I'll mention that. Um, I'll give you guys a link yeah. to it so you can drop that. Um, so if people are buying stuff on ethereum i have an open edition that's pinned on my twitter Send me um, that too, um, i yeah, am I'll, I'll pick one up will you say all that again if i ask if you have stuff to plug yeah 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 yeah. okay um all right so we are kind of running a little low on time all right uh, so let's just do our you... yeah go ducky oh, sorry. Just... all right uh yeah so we are kind of running a little lower on time um before we do kind of our send off, do you have any anything you want to plug or promote for your for yourself or for people you love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for people I love, uh, Provacause still has an edition on Sound XYZ that just dropped. 
It's a fucking dope song. Uh, it's super see. affordable. Um, so definitely, yeah, I've got 13, like definitely scoop that up. Um, I've got an open edition up right now. Um, it's pinned on my Twitter. Um, it's the first piece I dropped on my own smart contract. So if you do things in the crypto ecosystem, um, pick that up or check it out. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to drop another, I'm going to drop another piece this week. So links in the, uh, in the comments, links in the comments. Yeah. We'll, we'll link everything to your Twitter. Yeah. I'll get you guys links. Stuff. And, um, I'm probably going to have some kind of, uh, drop thing coming up soon in the next like week or two. I've got some photos from New York. I think I want them in. Um, but Keep outside of that, posted. I'll be just kicking in the, in the internet. So Make hopefully I guess check her socials for information. Yeah. Yeah. Find all that yeah, information on my Twitter. in the comments. Find all that information in the comments. Um, Allie, thank you so much for joining us. It was a real pleasure having you on. Um, for Ducky, uh, on behalf of Ducky myself, thank you, Allie. For Ducky, this is Steiner. We are secondhand talent. Have a good night. Love you guys. You're being so good, not even being awake. Oh, Did something oh, happen? You want to say hi? You Wait say hi. It's another oh, dog. Yes. Are we? Yeah, is that Matrix? another pup? Who's that? Who's out there? What's happening? That is a little puppy. Where did my dog go? Where did oh, my dog go? How? What? We are oh, we are not yet monetized, and I don't think the whole episode is monetized. So, uh, folks, go check out my classes. Can't find your class. Oh, yeah. It's a shitty place. You like you like changing it. by the way seriously though this is the of all the hats that i've worn on the show this is actually genuinely i think the second time i've ever worn this hat it's a cool hat i dig it i don't i don't like it for the way it looks and i'm this is clearly not airing because my hairline is in it but uh written all throughout the inner uh uh, linings it says everything is possible that's awesome you can't really as someone who collects hats i need to know is this the one that dog at you i've i've got about fit i've got about 50 if that's what you were gonna ask do you have one of these um oh my freaking auto just just put it but if you put it on then it'll oh that's true yeah but like yeah so it's called a fin play um, hat and like you can bring this whole thing down while you're skiing or snowboarding and like keep it on your head and it's got like a little stash pocket on the inside so i've got hats with stash pockets on the oh that's awesome i've got i've got hats like that not nothing not that hat though that's crazy yeah so they're called fin play hats i've got a couple of them but they're so fucking cool and they make like a hard hat shell you can put on the inside and literally wear it as a fucking hard hat like i would love i would love to have one of small company yeah send me their send me me their information i would love to have one of those to wear on the show i'll send it to you tell them to be a micro sponsor i would love to have them sponsor a hat are you kidding me are you that could be fun are you denver based no no, I just but have homies you, that found them. Dude, if you know them and they want to like like send us a hat and a hundred bucks for a com- like to wear it, like I mean that would be. We're in the space where like we are starting completely from scratch. I am in a robe in my goddamn living room right now. 
They're still pretty small. I don't know. I know they might, they might be down to like partner with you. I don't know if they do like paid promotion, but they might like give you like I a mean, discount on a custom hat or something to wear it. On not the show. even custom. Like send me like a regular ass hat and I'll fucking dump all of their links like on, on in the comments of the, of the official video. Dude, the best part is that they're literally anyone you know that so anybody that you know and you can mail it and they'll fix it. Anybody that you know that might be interested in being like a micro sponsor, we are we have strictly refused to be sponsored through Buzzsprout or YouTube or through any of those channels that corporatize kind of how you you. Should try and partner with DanceSafe. They're a bigger harm reduction company, and I, they might do Group a partnership. Send me all the send me all the information you can think of all the time. Are you thinking like, of GroupSafe? No, I was thinking of DanceSafe. Oh, I know DanceSafe. I know DanceSafe. <clears throat> but like. This is butter pecan, dude. This jacket ah. and, and the fucking hat over the bandana, dude, and the sunglasses. This is literally butter pecan right now. Oh, butter pecan. I'm your biggest fan. Come Yo, what's on, up, man? mate? I'm from the east side of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yo, me and Steiner have <laughs> this joke. Me and Steiner have had this running Chaos. about a about a ah. butter rapper. Uh, a fat white guy rapper from Chattanooga <laughs> called Butter Pecan. I need and, to show uh, her the video. Hold I just on. I just this jacket and uh, this this is this is Butter Pecan. I'm realizing now. I've got like I, I'm, I'm like J. I look un- like J. Rock from Trailer Park Boys. It is undoubtedly oh Butter Pecan. Look at me right now. I'm gonna look. I'm just after having spent the whole last two days editing. This is gonna look fucking ridiculous, dude. Your cuts are gonna be so annoying. Um. Okay. It's only find a cool hat. I've got hats that I haven't worn yet too. Then it makes it more obvious that it's a joke, and And it's because like. And it's because really it's, it's, it's the only thing we've got going for us right now. Hold on, I'm gonna get a different hat. Dude, I have so many hats that I could be wearing right now. What? Trying to put on a second robe. A second robe. Oh my I, god. I, you oh, you want me to do a flashback to the Canada robe? Hold on. I'll just put I'll just put Frodo in the chair with my hat on him. <laughs> This was my grandfather's Dodgers hat. And he wasn't, he was from Canada. I don't, like, I don't know why he, and then he moved. Dude, to, Canadians are so weird about their sports teams. So, but he moved. Well, yeah, to, it's because all the only experience they have with American sports is the Expos, and they left them in a bitter divorce. That's he, the, he, immigrated, he immigrated to Michigan. So I don't, I don't, there's no connection to the Dodgers. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you're gonna play hockey, dude. I don't even know why. Right. Um, it's all right. So, I, yeah. Hold on, before you press record again. So I'm, well, I, it's just recording. So I mean, it's fine. Before we start yeah. formally again, I made notes that I didn't actually take notes on because I decided to fucking. You know what? I actually. For the first time, printed out the questions. Ducky, nice. it was like printing. It was like printing a set list. It felt really weird. I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, Formal. oh man, I don't think I've ever done this in my life. What the fuck? I try um, to get these after yeah. the show, not before the show. <laughs> like seriously, though, like this is the type of shit that we need to know. This is why. We as second have talent, second hand talent. Like, look, um, this is me being second hand talent, but no, like, well, you gotta we, put we something different on every cut now, too. In Wait, why do I have to put something different on? Because it's fun. 
Um, but uh, no, no, let's do <laughs> that. After, nine thousand down no, there. Do that after the second cut, Ducky. <laughs> do that after the second cut. Um, but uh, I want your outfit to just evolve throughout this whole thing. Yeah, dude, by the end, I'm just fucking naked. No. Like, yeah, like just I just see you wearing, like, three hats, like, something earmuffs on. after every cut. Yeah, something different yeah. after every cut. And I, All right, I no and, and I don't mean to call him out here, but, I mean, during the first version of Mikanda, let's be real, I knew the lyrics better than Justin after a certain point. And that's, ah! and that's why I would be up in front. I remember one show very well, Justin, when I was standing up at the front of the stage singing Mikanda and you fucked up and you were looking down at me and you were like, you son of a bitch, you know my song better. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> ah, I love how we can make memories like that. Yeah. Okay, quick break. Nice to meet you. How are you? How's everything going? Good, good. I, well, I should uh, say nice. Get... I should say nice to meet you face to face again. This is after we yeah. met yesterday. After we met the other day, face to face. You met me like two stoned yesterday, and like actually, that was the second time this week. Somebody just like hit me up, like, "Hey, can you just hop on a call quick?" And I want to be like, "Yeah, opportunities are cool." And the other part of me is like fuck i haven't smoked flour because i was in the city for my birthday and now i'm just smoking joints like crazy again and getting just like stupid stoned so both times i was like how lucid do you need me well <laughs> i mean here's the so thing i'm glad that... that we can smoke through this shit like you picked yeah, up your boy say, i'm lucid. like thanks fuck <laughs> we are 